This is a GRDC podcast. There's new research happening in the southern region which could change the way farming is undertaken in many places. To badge it simply as companion farming is to undersell it. This GRDC investment is asking questions of the southern soil and growing climate that have not been asked before, including whether it would be possible to grow high-value summer crops previously only grown a lot further north in summer rainfall-dominant areas. The project is part of the Victorian Grains Innovation Partnership between the Victorian Government and the GRDC, which aims to increase the profitability of southern grain growers through world-class research. Researchers are looking for ways to use every drop of plant available water that's on offer in the southern region's diverse rainfall environments. I travelled to Hamilton in southwestern Victoria, it's a high rainfall environment there, to speak to Penny Rifkin, a senior research agronomist with Agriculture Victoria, about her trials growing a number of different crops together. Yes, yeah, so this is a companion cropping trial that we're looking at as part of the overall experiment. This is the high rainfall zone site compared to other sites where we've got lower and medium rainfall zone. So this one we're looking at 13 different treatments where we're looking at five different crops. So these are barley, canola, faba beans, field peas and wheat. And we're looking at those in different combinations. So we've got each of those as a monoculture, 100% of that crop species. And then in either a a 75 or a 25% mix. So we've got a barley, canola, 25 and a 75 mix, faba beans, similar and canola, peas, faba beans and wheat, and field peas, canola, and wheat and faba beans. Yeah, so if you've got barley with a 75% and canola with 25%, that's reversed as well. Yes, so we've got combinations of 25%, 75% of each crop, and those are reversed, so we've got each of those combinations. Okay, well let's have a bit of a wander through, what's this crop here, faba beans? So this particular treatment is a faba bean wheat mix where we've got 75% faba beans and 25% wheat. To me, I mean you're used to seeing like straight wheat paddocks and straight faba bean paddocks for that matter. Tell me about how it's coping with that mixture. We're finding that within these different treatments we're getting different levels of competition between the crop. Yeah. It is complicated looking at a broadleaf crop mixed with a cereal, with a grass, so it leads to complications for weed control. This crop is quite clean because it was sown late and we had managed to get good weed control up front. But it is challenging to manage as far as diseases and weeds because each of the crops have quite different requirements and sensitivities to different chemicals. Have you done anything along those lines? Like for instance this has got some chocolate spot on it, your favourite bean? This is the first year so it's, we're very new to this and yeah. it's a bit of a learning experience and, and trying to work out what we can do. We know that whatever we do is probably going to be a bit of a compromise and it's working out what compromise is going to give us the least problems I suppose. So with this treatment we do have a few disease issues and also in the high rainfall zone of having problems actually getting onto the trial at a time where Mm. we don't have the rain or the wind and so it's a bit of a timing issue as well as a chemical mixture issue as well. Is the individual wheat crop growing as well as it would be if it was 100% wheat? Well the density obviously is not there so you probably at the end of the season we wouldn't be expecting it to yield as high as the monoculture that would be our expectation 
but we did do some cuts at flowering and we found that some of the crops when they were combined were actually producing more biomass when they were combined together or mixed together than they did individually so in some instances it looks like we might be getting higher pro productivity from the mixes compared to the monocultures in others that was not the case mm -hmm. but the real proof will be yeah. when we harvest to see what has happened to those yeah. yields so what do you think is uh, the reason behind the extra biomass i think there's th there could be a competition effect they could be they could be stimulating growth or it could be that one is is acting more as a nursery crop to the other so providing it with a bit more protection from the elements you know we don't really know at this stage we've got different sensors in the crop looking at light interception and light competition so all of these things are going to come into play when we're looking at the crops mixed together. Mm. Are there any combinations that haven't worked well together or have worked especially well together? It is a little bit hard to tell at the moment but certainly where the canola has established well it does seem to be competing more strongly with some of these other crops particularly now it's getting a little bit more height on it. The peas seem to be climbing up, trellising up the canola quite well, but yeah. crops such as the barley seems to be out-competed by the canola. Even at that higher barley ratio, we're finding now that as the canola gets up, I think the barley is struggling a little bit more, and similarly with the faber beans as well. Now, it might be just a, a reflection of when this was sown in July, I think, but the peas here, for instance, have trellised very nicely up the canola, but the peas look ready to uh, to eat, but the canola's clearly not ready yet. Actually synchronising the maturity of these crops is going to be quite difficult. But the peas, these are not for green human consumption, so they're mm. not eaten fresh. They will dry down. So looking at this canola and pea crop, I would say that they're likely, at this stage, I think they might come in at the same time for yeah. maturity. But depending on the different species and the different phenology, it's going to be very challenging to get them timing so that they can, particularly when you sow earlier. So tell me about the sowing. Did you sow at the same rates and depth, I suppose? I imagine you'd have to have sown at the same depth. For the equipment we've got, we did sow at the same depth. So where we were mixing the peas and the canola, it was again a compromise. And we're finding we're having to do a lot of compromising. So the peas were probably a little bit shallower than optimum and the canola was, was probably a little bit deeper than we would have liked as well. But the establishment wasn't too bad through that compromise. They were scattered amongst each other. There are other options where you could look at different drill widths or through skip rows or where we might be able to control that depth a little bit better once we understand and op can optimise it a little bit better. How about controlling pests and weeds and that sort of thing? It looks to me, as you mentioned, you've got a broadleaf crop in with a grass crop. That must cause some problems, or potentially. Yes, there are potential for problems. As I said, this crop was sown very late for us in July, and so we had very good weed control initially and it meant the crop could get up and we don't have a lot of weed here because we've got good competition from the crop. So where we get good crop competition, we do get fewer weeds. But if we start sowing earlier and if, if there are issues with establishment, uh, you know, that's when we're likely to have problems with weeds and our options for controlling those weeds, particularly in a very long growing season where we get staggered germination of mm. the weeds, could be challenging if we don't have that strong crop competition. And of course that all comes down to it, is it all going to be worth it I suppose? 
that's I suppose the million dollar question is yeah. if you know is this worth it I mentioned we're getting higher biomass at flowering from some of the combinations but what's that going to look like when it comes to the final yield will that translate because it's not just that we need the crops to be actually performing better it's also the additional cost of separating that seed out at harvest and and all the additional difficulties in managing a system like this. You heard Penny and also Gary O'Leary in the first podcast mention the impact that shading by two different plants may have on weed growth in crop and also the possible symbiotic effect of growing two species so close together. Now to assess this Careful measurements of shading and light penetration are being undertaken by Agriculture Victoria research scientist Dilni Sarawira. This experiment we're trying to looking at the light interception in different canopies. We started the experiment at the establishment level in five crops, five monoculture crops, wheat, barley, faba bean, field pea and canola and put the continuous light sensors on the ground level and measured light interception from establishment to canopy cover. And at the canopy cover level, we cut the crop and measured the biomass and leaf area to get an idea about how much biomass produced throughout that canopy development period. After that, we moved sensors into field peas and canola to look at uh, light interception in different canopy levels during flower development and pot development. This area you can see we have put the light interception sensors at the ground level. Yeah, right at the ground. In faba bean and then at 30 centimetre level in the crop canopy and 50 centimetre level in the crop canopy and upper canopy in the faba bean. And we did the same thing for canola. We put the sensors at ground level 50 centimetre and 70 centimetre level as well as upper canopy. So we're trying to estimate the light competition in these monocultures and trying to get those data and next year we're trying to do in the companion cropping. So it's a basic idea of we getting how light capturing yeah. by these crops and how we can use that into modeling. So the final aim is to modeling these crops in terms of light competition. Agriculture Victoria research scientist Dilni Sarawira and before her I spoke to Penny Rifkin. What an important research project. Thanks to Gary, Penny and Dilni for their time to show it to me. My name is Chris Brown. <laughs>